0: Hello and welcome to the Graceful Growth Podcast, a show where I dive into this never-ending journey of growth that we're all on in this life. Here, I welcome transparency and vulnerability, along with some laughs and some love, in an effort to create a safe space to learn and grow from one another. Whether you're a new or returning listener, I am so grateful that you decided to spend some time with me. I am your host, Brianna Bonna. Now let's get to the growth. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Graceful Growth Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Bonna, and apologies in advance for the quality of the audio today. Um, yeah, so this is actually my third time <laughs> recording this um, today, So, um, and that'll bring me to everything. So let me just, uh, as my intro, just tell you where we're at with Graceful Growth before I dive into the topic of the day, but... First of all, love doing the video for um, the last episode. It was awesome. It was fun. I loved it. I hope that other people loved it. And it also um, kind of expanded myself a little bit onto YouTube, which you can listen to either audio or watch the video on YouTube now. Um, But I thought it was cool because... Just cool when you can see people's like facial expressions and mannerisms and everything when they're um, talking. At, at least to me, so I wanted to be able to provide that. So that was one thing. Um, the second thing is um, the video right now is above my capacity. Um, it's just above my capacity for a couple reasons. One, um, my laptop physically cannot take it, um, so I. I cannot record another video at this moment. Um, space is too full. I tried deleting some things that I didn't need anymore. That was not enough. Um, and I never thought that in the age of 2023, I would have a need for um, needing a jump drive. Um but i think i do and i totally know that i can put this all on like google cloud or something not google cloud it's not called that but like i can put it on google drive or like on like a web based like cloud service and everything i fully understand that i can do that um that's just not where i want to house things just in case for whatever reason i'm like not able to get into that i prefer this is probably old school of me but i just prefer the physical aspect of like being able to plug this in and like being able to find it and You know, graceful growth is uh, pretty close to me and near and dear to my heart. And I just I don't want to I don't want to just like put it on the website and then I potentially lose it forever from some like hack or something like that. So I know that that's like a wild way of thinking about it, but that is what I'm thinking. So I need to get a jump drive, move all that stuff over when I'm done so that I actually have space on this laptop until I can buy more space for um, the laptop so that I can keep all these things because uh, videos are um whatever gigabyte metabyte like the, the bytes they're expensive um and I don't mean like money expensive I just mean like videos take up a whole lot of space um uh, but anyway so that's where we are with that and then the other thing is just like editing a video like I have definitely talked mess in the past about people who do like vlogs or YouTube or whatever and they're like oh it's my job no it's a job like and then try to put some captions on it too much. Try to like sync up the audio to the video too much. Like it's, it is a full-time job for sure. I believe it. I see it now because it took me way too long. Like it just took me way too long. Um, but anyway, so I still wanted to be able to give you guys a podcast. So I am still recording one off my phone and I will figure out a way to edit it, um, later so that I can, you know, put my little touch on it or whatever. And, um, upload it to all the distributions or whatever. And it will still be on YouTube. It just won't be with a video because I am not recording this with my phone camera. <laughs> um so then the other thing I've been you know committed to giving you guys um podcasts and so I definitely wanted to continue with this. And the other part is um that last week was my last week at my um former company that I had um dived into a little bit in the last podcast um about mental rest and um so you know just getting all of that straight i i just couldn't um record um i think i worked like a 55 hour week um which probably is like to some people is like okay yeah and um uh, <laughs> but for me that was that was a lot um And just already feeling like mental anguish from that job in particular, like that 55 felt like 105. Uh, My fiance actually told me that I was talking in my sleep about one of the tasks that I had to do at that job. And he had to tell me in my sleep, like, you don't work there anymore. And apparently I was like, yes, I do, like (laughs) in my sleep. So like clearly traumatized um, from that job. But anyway, into today's topic, comparison is the thief of joy. Um, and you guys know what I say about cliches, but they're cliches because they're true. Like they wouldn't have become a cliche if people didn't have to say it multiple times. Um, but I'm not even sure where to begin with this because it kind of came to me while I was driving and a little bit yesterday while I was, um, cooking, but I've been feeling a lot of... I don't even want to call it pressure, but just like almost annoyance a little bit Um, because, you know, I've dating my fiance, my now fiance, like after a while, the question was like, okay, well, when is he going to propose? Like, Hell, if I know, like, I'm not the one doing the proposing. Like, why would I know that? But just like irritation from that. And, ladies, I know you know if you've been in a long term relationship or maybe not even long term, but just like if you've been with somebody for maybe, you know, two, three years and you're like in your later 20s, like people start kind of like asking questions as if like you have anything to do with that. And, men, if you're listening, like, you probably are getting asked, like, well, when are you going to propose, bro? Like, whatever, you know, that kind of pressure or whatever. And, you know, I thought that that was going to be alleviated. After we got engaged, like part of my 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 joy from being engaged was like, okay, people are finally gonna stop asking us like, when are we getting engaged? Like, we will have some peace. I was wrong, (laughs) I was so wrong. Um, Immediately, like, I don't even know if I've talked about this before, but um, the day after our engagement, we had a housewarming party, which turned also into our engagement party, and the question that was being asked there was okay well now when are you all getting married and I was like bro like I've been engaged for all of 10 hours at this point like why does everybody think that I like that we already have a wedding date like is that normal is that what people do like do they already have a date in mind and like okay well we don't um and then of course like the questions about kids and it was just like okay so now like I you know it took me a long time to work through like the the frustrations of people asking me when are we getting married when are we getting married when are we getting married or like when is he proposing or whatever like it took me a long time to get through those frustrations and then I it, like I felt like finally when I was like okay I'm just accepting this for what it is now Finally, when I got to that point, it was like, "Okay, now we're engaged and now I have a whole another series of questions that I have to like get over the like the pressure of being asked these things, and so I'm now at the place where it's like, "Okay, well, when are y'all getting married? When are y'all having kids and then, um, you know, I have people around me who are you know friends of mine who are getting married and having babies." And so now I feel like okay, the pressure is on because they're looking at them like okay, well they have it, like they're doing it. Why can't y'all like y'all have a house? Why can't y'all do that? And now it's like okay, like it's not that we don't want to, like we just are far more strategic about it. And but like of course in that moment I'm not thinking those things. I'm emotional about it. Like damn, why am why are we not doing that? Like why like we you know what they're kind of right. And so just just processing. The feelings about that have been difficult, and I'm not quite there yet, but I definitely, I just had, like, a moment, like, probably, like, yesterday of just, like, you already know what this is, Brie. Like, you already know what this is. This is, you are not in a timeline with anybody else. You're not running a race with anybody else. And I think that we may be, like... This is not a shot to any of my friends at all, but we. I think sometimes we jokingly say like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to like, you know, especially girls like I can't wait to like raise kids together." And it like it puts so much pressure, um, on that because it's like, okay, well, like, are we not gonna be close now because I don't have a kid? And I I think, <laughs> I think that that's something that's not talked about is like I. And maybe this is just me. So I'll, I'll speak for myself, but I, maybe this is just me. But I, my, my best friend actually recently had a baby, and I was scared um, because I was like, our relationship is never going to be the same because she's now going to look at me differently because I'm not a mom. And like, I almost felt like less of a woman a little bit um, because like she's experiencing something as a woman that I have not experienced yet um and so like there's like a level of like womanhood that she's reached that like I don't have and like for whatever reason in my head I feel like motherhood is like a step above like regular womanhood per se and you know what maybe it is but like it 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 definitely makes me not value myself as much and then further puts me in like a pressure zone of like okay well I need to be having a kid which then you know puts pressure on my partner because I'm having these feelings and I'm upset about this because I feel like I need to have a kid because I'm like missing this level of womanhood that I'm not going to be able to relate to my best friend about and now me and my best friend are not going to be cool anymore which like insane (laughs) like insanity why am I thinking that way like that. That doesn't really make sense and it, it took me like actually visiting her like after she had her baby and like w- like yes she was doing like the mom things and everything but she was also still her um and but when, for me to see that I was like okay our relationship is not going to change unless I purposely allow it to if if I stop showing up for her that and she stopped showing up for me um, and I don't give her grace uh, in her processing this new aspect of her life. Like that's when we'll not be friends. But not just because she's had a baby and I I can't relate to that. Um, because I mean, for example, like I have friends who are and either not engaged or not in a relationship and I don't know if they feel this way but it is silly to like then think on the other foot do they do they then think that they can't be friends with me because I've reached this level of womanhood that they can't relate to like very silly very odd but that that's exactly what I was I was thinking but then also like this is a whole nother can of worms of like the yeah, let's have babies around the same time. And it's just like, then you think about all the stresses of fertility, like, sure, we can have babies at the same time. But like, what if I get pregnant and you don't? Like, (laughs) like, that's a very real thing. And I think most people probably recognize that like, okay, yeah, Brianna, that's obviously a reality that like, y'all won't actually have kids at the same time. But at least to me, in my mind, I'm like, Please don't give me another reason to like feel like I let somebody down. Like I already struggle with that. Like don't do not do that. Don't do that. Um, but anyway, again, comparison is the thief of joy. And, you know, I'm speaking on my perspective of it. But I can see with some of my other friends, like even maybe them comparing their relationship to me and my fiancés, And I was like, Mm-mm. you're unhappy because you think that this is supposed to look like what you see we have going on and that that's not the case. Like it, it's so silly of us and of course I'm saying this like not in a state of delusion at this moment, but it, it's so silly of us to think that as individually different as and unique as we are, that like we are supposed to have or look or experience the same thing as somebody else. Like um and this <laughs> This sounds so silly, but um, my friend got me back onto watching Housewives and this is so silly, but one of the housewives wanted to get like a gift um, for some of the other girls and like she wanted it to like be symbolic or whatever. And they were talking about snowflakes and how snowflakes are all unique and, uh, and different in their own way. And then she goes on to, you know, describe the group of friends and how they're like snowflakes, but like that expands and yes, I did just use a housewive's reference to make my point, but that that is so accurate. Like we're all snowflakes. like even you can't even take two twins who grew up with the same parents in the same environment, went to the same schools, all of that. You can't even take those two twins and expect that they are going to be the same. I know twins. I know a set of twins that I'm good friends with both of them. And are even the relationships that I have with two of them are, are wildly different. Like, what we talk about is different. What we enjoy together is different. And they're twins, identical twins. So, like, if identical twins can't even be the same, what makes you think that you will have the same experience as somebody else? Like, you... Nothing about y'all is the same. Like, you might have some similarities, sure, but you're not the same. Your experience that you have is not going to be what is expected. Um, and so for me, and like, obviously, I'm saying that and it's like, I, I sound like I'm speaking from a place of like being past this, but I'm not. I'm really, this is a this is a letter to myself um, about the expectations that I have and just being comfortable in like where I'm supposed to be at. And when I look back at my life and everything that I've been through, every milestone that I've had, every every accomplishment that I've achieved, every goal that I've had, it has been exactly where I was supposed to be at that time. And I'll even take this back to what I talked about last week. I, I dove a little bit into what was bothering me so much at that last job, um, And for whatever reason right now, as I'm saying this, I'm getting emotional for some reason, um, and not like emotional, like as in a sadness, but, um, kind of like a full circle moment of like, you're okay. Um, you did it. Like you're learning, you're growing and like, it isn't the end of the world. And like, uh, um, a little bit of a sense of peace at this moment. Um, but today, um, I was doing a training, I was taking a training and, You know, this is like a new training. It's a training for somebody who is new in my role, and it's introducing a concept or a couple of concepts that would be new to this person in this role, given you know their background um, or or maybe their trajectory of how they got there. But because I left the company, um, my trajectory was a little bit different. But I, I anyway, I'm doing this training, and the concepts that are being talked about, I'm sitting here and I'm like. I'm familiar with this. I understand what's going on here. And, you know, I'm taking a quiz and everything and realizing, like, okay, I don't really have to go back and reference, you know, the concept. Like, maybe I have to, it's called a different terminology maybe, but I understand what's going on because I've I've actually experienced this. They're presenting this to me as if this is something I've never experienced before, but I have. This is awesome. And then it just hit me. I was like, "Wow, okay." This entire year that you kind of felt like you were off track, because in your head you were off track, because that wasn't what you thought that you were supposed to be doing, and and what was set for you. Whole time you were on track. Whole time this situation that I feel like I have fell in because I've made like this terrible mistake, and I. Again, guys, I do not know why I'm getting emotional about this, but I, I. The past year at that job has been very, very hard. Very hard. But. And I, I, I had moments where I was feeling like I wasn't good at my job. I wasn't smart enough to be there. Um. And everything just felt like you, you have made such a huge mistake doing this. Like, what did you even come over here for? Like, why did you even do this? And I, I was just feeling bad. I felt like I wasn't appreciated. I felt like it was just not a good environment. And I was in my head. I was like, I did all of this for nothing. I did all of this for nothing. And today, to be sitting in those trainings, and I was like, it wasn't for nothing. You didn't suffer through that for nothing. It was exactly where you were supposed to be. It was exactly the plan that was supposed to happen for you, but you were so upset about it because it wasn't what you wanted it to look like. And I think that is when people talk about having faith, in the plans that God has set for you, that's what they're talking about. Um, and and it's crazy because it's like I look back and I'm like, you knew this though. This isn't your first time in the rodeo. Like this isn't your first time that you've experienced something like this. Um, it it it's not. It, it I had no idea. And it, it's to even to even tell my story of how I ended up at my company. Um, I started applying for jobs. You guys have probably heard this story before, so you might be able to skip through it if whatever, but um, I have new insight about it. Um, The January before I graduated from college, I began applying for jobs. Um, I began applying for a bunch of jobs. Like, I honestly, like, probably every day, probably applied for like 20 20 to 25, 30 jobs a day. Um, I was just like, Putting my resume out there. Um, I was getting some callbacks. There was one company that they wanted to hire me before I even graduated, and they were like, You're gonna have to move out to Austin like now. And I was like, Oof, I still have two more months of school left. And I actually was considering like driving to Austin, like, and like maybe doing class and like taking off or something for tests. Like, silly. Anyway. Um, so anyway, I'm applying to jobs and everything. And I, I I specifically remember the, the company that I applied for that I ended up working at, I had applied for, like, that was one of the first companies that I had applied for and I didn't hear anything. And for the ones that you don't hear from, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. Like, they're just not going to get back to me. Um, so, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking, my fiance asked me to move out to Austin with him at that time. So, or before that, so I was already looking for jobs out in Austin And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to move out there and then it'll be better because then when I start going on interviews, I'll already be around the area instead of trying to drive from, I was living in Huntsville at the time, to Austin. And so I moved out there and... I think a week to the day after I graduated, I will never forget, I was in um, the car at line picking up my brother from high school um, and I get a call and I'm waiting for him to come out and I take the whole phone screen call in the car and she emails me later to set up an interview. Um, and it was crazy because at the time, this is a lot of background information, but just to give context, um, at the time I was... Um, In student government, I was the president, but the presidency presidency lasts until June 1st. So even though I graduated like May 10th, May 11th, I still had duties that I was supposed to fulfill until June 1st. Um, And one of those was going to uh, this quarterly meeting that we had every year. So it was going to be my last meeting. And it just so happened that it was going to be in Round Rock, which if you're familiar, um, is very close to Austin. And it was like, okay, perfect. Well, this is divine. I'm already going to be in the area. I'll go to this meeting real quick. I'll leave the meeting and go to the interview. Um, So I did that excellent interview. I end up in the interview and one of the people who was interviewing me, um, her kids go to the same high school that I went to, which is like crazy because like... I give too much detail, but like I'm not from Austin. So for me to be in Austin with this job and everything, like interviewing um in this job in Austin and for somebody to be familiar with the high school that I went to, I was like, I'm a shoe-in. Like I just have to not mess this up. Um so anyway, obviously I get I get the job and everything like that, but um I what I didn't say is that I was applying for jobs in like an office assistant type of role anything that kind of had assistant in it is what I was applying for because that's what I knew because I was an office assistant in college and I wasn't really sure about my grad situation yet like I had been applying for jobs but they were like you need work experience first for the the specific program that I was looking into Um, they were like, you need work experience first. So like, yeah, your application is great and everything, but like we require at least a year or two of work experience in order to be in this program. So I was like, okay, well I have to, if I want to do grad school, I actually have to work now. Um, so I was just like office assistant. I was trying to keep it to like science based things. So I I had applied for, um, the state of Texas is like health department, like a few of their different branches. I had applied for a couple of college of sciences out there to be their office assistant. And then I ended up getting this job called project assistant at a pharmaceutical company. So I was like, okay, like that's obviously on brand. What I did not, and I thought I was going to be working in an office and which I was, but I thought I was going to be like at a cube, like answering phones. Um, and like directing people in the building and stuff like that like not anything science related just science adjacent I get in there and realize that I have stumbled upon a clinical research job which is like insanity because they're so hard to get at this time even when I tell people in the industry now about how I got into that job they're like what uh, like there's how like you had no experience and you fell into this and I have experience and I'm struggling to get this anyway I digress So even how I got into that industry was still like, okay, this isn't what I had planned, because honestly, what I had planned was I when I got to college, I was a forensic chemistry major. I was going to major in forensic chemistry, get my master's in forensic chemistry. And then, like, I think my junior year, they ended up having a they developed a doctorate of forensic chemistry. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go to school here for all of this and just be like a doctor have my doctorate in forensic chemistry. That obviously didn't work out when I was like, I okay, I'm going to do something else, but it's going to be science related. I'm not really sure how. Um, and ended up with this. Like That isn't what I was even looking for. And then I fell into something that was even greater than what I could have imagined. So I'm familiar with this. I'm familiar with having to go through something in a different way to get to the same kind of area that I wanted to be in. And yet still, when I was presented with this, I wasn't aware. Um, I do attribute that, and this will be a topic for another day, I attribute that to my closeness to Jesus at each of those stages. Um, I find that when I am not in the word, um, you don't really hear God When, when you're not in the word and I wasn't at the time and I was doing a lot of things, uh, what you would say on, on my own, um, even my decision to leave the company that I ended up coming back to was something that I did hastily. Um, it was, it was impulsive and there wasn't good backing behind it. Um, I, there, there wasn't good backing behind it at all. I didn't, I honestly did not have a good reason for leaving outside of like, I need to be challenged in a different way. And instead of taking the proper channels and asking my, my management at that time for a more challenging anything, I just decided, well, I'm just going to leave. Um, and like Thank goodness I left on good terms and everything. It wasn't like bad blood or anything. I was just like, okay, my needs aren't being met here. I just have to go somewhere else, which as millennials we do so often. Um, but but I didn't I didn't use all my proper channels at that time and then ended up in a situation and I knew from day one like everything about me leaving was like Warning sign, warning sign, warning sign. Um, the way that I applied, warning sign. When I talked to the recruiter, warning sign. Like there were red flags all over the place from start to finish. And that wasn't like a trigger for me for whatever reason. I was just like, oh, it's fine. No, I have to go. Like I was just so pressed on needing to leave that I just did that. And like then the, the entire year after i just sat there being miserable like man what have you done like was it necessary like the grass is not always greener and i think that part of the the mental anguish that i felt was how ugly i was talking to myself about the decision that i made because i could not see I could not see the silver lining in my situation. Like there were times where I would say to myself like, okay, well, yeah, like this will just help you for wherever you're at next. But I did not believe that that was going on. I was just like, no, this sucks. There's no light at the end of the tunnel for this. Like, I don't know how long I'm going to do this. Like, but I know that I'm not happy. I'm so unhappy and and way unhappier than I was previously. Um, And this is terrible. And just constant feeling like I've made a mistake. And like, I, I I guess like, if you know me, you know how bad this was for me, but like, y'all, I was waking up like heart in a box. Like I I just thinking about the job and I even still do this and I, I don't even work there anymore, but I will think about the job and my heart starts to beat out of my chest. Like I start to get hot and my heart my heart rate starts to go up because i'm like uh, i'm uncomfortable thinking about like that that is what i woke up every single day like and my sleep was off like it was just bad start to finish i'm telling you but then again i like i said i'm making it worse because i'm thinking yeah, you did this to yourself. like, And like, I'm being mean to myself about it because I think that I've made such a terrible decision. And again, because I'm not I'm not able to see the beauty of what it was and the beauty of the struggle that it was, which I mean, how often are you actually able to do that in the moment? um it it just made it worse um but now looking back in hindsight i'm like no i i was exactly where i needed to be and like i'm sure that i will feel even more strongly about that as i truly get into the role but even in the training that i have right now i just feel so validated and like it wasn't a royal mess up like god was by your side in every single way the entire time and like turned your little mistake into something that was useful for the next place that you're going to go. And like, it really, you know, I I kind of touched on this a little, actually, I don't even think I touched on this, but the podcast is called Graceful Growth. And so if you didn't think that there was going to be a little touch of Jesus in here, then I don't know what you were expecting. But um, I I felt a, a way about mentioning these things. But, you know, with some of the people who I've had on the podcast, some of the things that I've said, you you can you can hear a tinge of it in there. But I think now more than ever, this shift that I have had, you know, pro- due to this job a little bit as well, um, there's no way for me not to talk about him here because it, it he's so prevalent in this journey for me. Like, that was nothing but God. And like, I'll, <laughs> just one more thing, just one more thing, and, and I'll wrap it up, I promise. But even how I got the the current job that I have. Let me tell y'all, because I just, there's not a way for me to explain this without using God, Um, because that's all it is, because it wasn't me. Um, So I had started applying for jobs probably at the end of August, knowing, and let me rewind a little bit. So when I first got the job at the former company last year, I took a bonus. Um, And in my contract that I signed, if I did not make it a year, I was going to have to pay back my bonus. And depending on you know how far I made it, I was either going to have to pay back the bonus in full or pay it back um, partially. Regardless, that bonus was taxed, so I was not trying to pay it back at all. Um, so the, the smart thing for me to do, honestly, was to at least stay a year. I knew six months in, actually, I probably knew about four months in, this is going to be a very long year <laughs> because I knew immediately, like, Mm -mm, this ain't it this is not for me and I knew that I was going to leave now at the time I knew that I was going to leave the role not necessarily leave the company um but I knew I was like no I'm done um but anyway so um I started applying for jobs in August and I had applied for a couple of jobs within the company so like obviously I was not trying to leave like it wasn't like oh no screw you guys like because the company wasn't the issue it was who I was working with Um, in that role. And so I went ahead and started applying for jobs within that company and then some other places. And I had started applying for a role that I had done before. Um, And I was not getting anything y'all like I wasn't getting a phone screen like people were not even like a human was not even talking to me I'm I'm, like I'm telling y'all I'm applying for a role I've already done before and I'm not getting anything back like nothing radio silence and then like weeks later I'd get an automatic email that'd be like hey thanks for applying but like we're gonna go ahead and go with somebody else at this time um and so, you know, I'm talking to some of the people in my network and like, hey, where are you at? Like, let me go ahead and apply here. Like some things kind of fizzled or kind of went with that, but then they ended up fizzling out and I, you know, didn't get the roles there. So that was kind of like, okay, like, all right, then at my own company that I was working at, I had applied for a role I'd already done. Nothing. They're like, yeah, declined. And they didn't even say anything to me. I only found out because I logged in and saw that my application was inactive. So like my own company didn't even say anything to me and didn't want, you know, didn't want to pursue anything. And so then I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm being open with my manager. That's the one thing that I learned in that journey is like, you need to talk to your manager, like let, let them, let them let you down. (laughs) <laughs> like, don't don't just be like, oh, they can't help me. Let them let you down first. So I was like, let me bring it to him. And he was amazing. Like he was just like, I'm gonna try. Like, I, I will do what I can. I'm bringing it to him. And he's like, OK, like, I hear you. Like, you need to get out of here. Like, I see it. I, I hear it in your voice that this is not it. um So we need to get you something else. So he's like, let me go ahead and talk to the director. He talks to the director and I'm like, OK, something can come from that. Um, Cause I'm telling him some other things about like, you know, some other opportunities and everything. He's like, no, let me see what we can do. He goes back to the director and the director was like, she's going to have to stay for a year. I was like, okay, cool. We already know that. What can I do after a year? He goes back to the director and, um, director comes back and says, yeah, um, if she has any other jobs that are, you know, about to offer her anything, we can match the offer, but she, she's going to have to stay in that role. Like something had changed where like resourcing, whatever, and I was going to have to stay in the role. And that was the one thing that I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, anyway, one of these jobs that I applied for was at my former company. And it's a role that I've been running from for a long time because I've had this self-doubt of me being too young to do the role. Um, but I read, you know, um, I was reading a devotional about, you know, kind of feeling like that in the workplace. And um, they talked about David and how God hand selected David and was like, despite his age, and was like, no, he's the one, he's going to be king. And he guided him every step of the way. After I read that, I was like, you know what? You're right. Um, If you put me in the position to do it, then that means that I have everything that I need or I will be able to ask for anything that I need, you know, spiritually in order to be able to guide me through that. So that's what it is after many, many people, and I people have been telling me that for about two years now, that I should do that. And, I, and I finally, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and apply. One of the, um, for the role, one of the requirements was that I needed to have five years of, research, of, of um, experience in my industry. I have that. I get an email back that says like, hey, we can't consider you because you don't meet the minimum requirements of our experience. And I'm like, did I misread the experience? Like I have five years, and like it was crazy because I was like most of those years that I have the experience is with this company. Like how could you not see that? And so I, you know, nicely responded back to the recruiter and was like, "Hey, like am I missing something? Like you know I have this." She doesn't get back to me at all. Um, nothing. Radio silence. I was like, okay, like I guess that's out of the window too. So I'm feeling a little defeated or whatever. And then. I end up getting an email that was like, hey, I received your application from um, a referral. I'd like to go ahead and schedule a phone screen. Same job, guys. Same job. Same job that I've already been denied for just now. So I'm like, this is crazy. This is odd. And I'm like, and who's the referral? Because y'all, at this time, I did not tell anybody in the industry working there or not. I did not tell anybody in the industry that I was actually applying. Like, people were telling me to go ahead and apply. I said, oh, think about it. But I never said that I was applying. Um, and I didn't tell anybody who actually worked there that I was applying. So I was like, interesting that there's a referral. So I get on the phone screen. We have a phone screen. She's very dry on the phone screen. So I'm thinking like okay she you know she ain't laughing at my jokes like <laughs> this is not good like we're not having a good time like <laughs> I'm not about to get this job um and at the end I asked her like if you don't mind me asking can you tell me who referred me like out of curiosity I just wanted to know she, y'all she could not tell me who referred me to the job So I'm like okay, um, interesting, like, that's, okay, God, I, I I see you moving, I see you moving, so that happens, I'm like, okay, but then still, like I said, y'all, phone screen, I'm like, it didn't go well, so I'm like, I'm not about to get an interview, of course, all this self-doubt, 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 that is the theme of this, apparently, Uh, you know what, that's probably what I'm gonna name the podcast instead, I'm gonna start naming the podcast, I I told y'all what it was gonna be called before, I'm gonna start naming the podcast, um, after I actually do them because of what I end up talking about anyway, but so, um, week later I get an email like, Hey, they want to interview. Um, they want to go ahead and move forward with the interview. These are the days, uh, what's your availability. I'm like, nice. Okay. Cause for me, if I get the interview, I'm nailing it. Like I'm going to nail it. I'm a, I, I, you know, this is a humble brag. I have a great interviewer. If I can get in the interview, I'm probably going to get an offer. Um, unless I had no business. Applying in the first place, but I was like, All right, this is going to be good. Get in the interview, nail it. Um, and and this was my first clue that, like, okay, you've been on the right path the whole time. This was the first interview in this industry that I have had where I did not prepare, I did not have any notes, I did not have any examples written down, I had nothing written down. I put on my blouse, I put on my pearls, I put on my blazer, slicked my hair back, and I got on that interview. And I nailed it. And everything that they asked, I had like a different example for everything. And most of it was from that job. And that was like my first inkling of like, hmm, maybe you were in the right place this entire time because you probably wouldn't have had all those really great examples of, of, you know, your problem solving skills and, and the things that they're looking for in this interview had you not had that job. But anyway, I'm not thinking too much of it yet. Had the interview. They said the latest that I'll hear back is the following Friday. Interviews on a Friday. The next Friday comes and goes. I hear nothing. Monday comes. I hear nothing. Tuesday. I'm feeling bad, feeling defeated. Uh, this is around the time of the little mental breakdown that I had told y'all that I had. Because I'm now, I'm like I said, I'm feeling defeated. I check my email for something else. And I go in there and I see offer. And I was like, no way. I open it. I'm not going to say the amount, but it was more than what I had asked for in the screening. And in this day and age, I'm like, that never happens. (laughs) Um, But I was like, how? And I kept looking at the email to say, like, did she say, like, hi, Brianna in the email? Like, was this automated? Like, is this a joke? Is this a scam? Like, is this addressed to me again? I'm still doubting that this is possible. I'm still doubting that this is possible. And you know what? I'm not even gonna call it self doubt because it's not that I'm, du- I'm, I'm doubting myself because I partially am doubting myself, but I'm doubting God and I'm doubting His ability to work in my life in the way that I've requested. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I like, I'm, I'm still in a funk, obviously, because like, it, 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 I, it, I don't think it just come you don't just come out of that magically like that. But I'm still in a funk and I'm like, bro, what? Amazed. But, anyway, like I'm saying i I've, I've, I've seen I've seen things work, and I, I've seen it, and yet still, when I was presented with it, I wasn't really sure, but and but this time, every step of the way, I knew, I was like, "This is not me, this is not me. There is something else, someone else working here that I'm not seeing and I'm going to be okay. And every single path, every single step of my path is, is, is lit up because of this. And I knew this. And so anyway, I say all that to say, just to bring it back to what I was talking about before, if all of that, all of, and you know, that my past that I'm talking about, if all of that was exactly where I was supposed to be, who's to say that right now, in this, in this era, as we like to call it, as the millennials like to say, this era right now is also not where I'm supposed to be. Everything, us getting the house, the timing of getting proposed to, everything has been exactly right on time. Why am I questioning it? Just because somebody else had a baby? Just because somebody else got married that's around me? Like Those things are not for me. Because if they were, they'd be happening without me having to force it. And so, that's the story. <laughs> that's it. That's all. Um, I actually don't know what I'm going to call it. It'll be a surprise when it actually gets put up. But I'm glad that I talked myself out of that. I hope that that helps somebody. Um, I will see you guys next week. And again, with a video, you know... It is what it is, but I'm just happy to be back in the groove and back with the focus on the pod again. And I, I lost, I lost my way a little bit with everything. Um, one with you know the job situation, but also what I was even gonna do with this podcast and where I was gonna go. Because I felt a little heat because I was like, do I talk about that? Like, can I can I go there with them? And the right, the right people who are supposed to listen to this will gravitate towards it because I'm not doing this for popularity or fame, but, um, to, to glorify God through my walk in this life. And and that is all I can do. Um, so I hope that it helps somebody. See y'all next time. Bye.